Hi, and welcome back to Realist Sustainability. I am Mike, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Jameson. Hello. Didn't I say that? That was just a wonderful way to say that, right? That was beautiful. <laughs> well, I try. I try to do things like that for Nick, but he just doesn't seem to appreciate it the same way. No, he doesn't get the warm fuzzies and tinglies. No, no. Mm, so can you hear a bunch of crazy background noise yet? here or is it pretty quiet still because there's people drumming their little booties off upstairs <laughs> their what their booties it's cardio <laughs> drumming at dabble night where people oh. take drumsticks and beat on yoga balls and large buckets oh that's not what it sounded like at all not at all no, no. Uh, <laughs> i have to check that out when we edit but uh let's see if all of this even stays yeah, you should but leave no, it. They're working out. It's a whole like me animal drummer thing going on as a workout. Oh, well, yeah. that's pretty exciting. But no, I can't hear it. Perfect. Well, that will help with the editing, I guess. And for <laughs> listeners, you just found out that someone or people are upstairs drumming their booties, evidently. Drumming their booties off. I don't, yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> you're literally working out. You're, you're working on dropping some of that booty <laughs> or gaining it. Well, I hope how you're working out there sweating like crazy. <laughs> Anyways, I think we're off the rails already. <laughs> anyway, so today is a little bit kind of a mix of a show. I had a bunch of little things that I wanted to talk about, and none of them, I think, really are a full show, which we'll find out because conversations can kind of trail. But I figured this episode will just be several of those conversations. No rhyme, no reason. They don't fit together in any way, shape, or form. But it's like if you're watching Jeopardy, it's like that potpourri section or potpourri or whatever the heck it's called, that little section on Jeopardy. Yeah, it's potpourri. You got it right uh-huh. the first time. <laughs> but no, when I was a kid, I always called it potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> but this just won't be stink pretty. It's just a bunch of different topics, right? Okay. Anyways. So one of them I know is near and dear to your heart. So we won't start there. We'll go, we'll put that one in the middle and we're going to start with my confusing research on plastic bag bans throughout the world. You and I ran into that in Hawaii where plastic bags just weren't a thing. They had boxes, some paper bags and purchasable canvas bags. Yes. And got to save the sea turtles. You have to save the sea turtles. Absolutely. And I love sea turtles. If anybody gets, if anybody knows me, you say sea turtle and I just light up and I start clapping. He gets giddy. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I bought so much sea turtle art while we were in Hawaii. Yeah, you did. When I started looking it up, I kind of wanted to see like which states in the United States other than Hawaii have banned plastic bags. Man, the rules and all the, there's no, uh, obviously no national ban. And there's very few state bans. A lot of it is certain cities, certain counties, if it's considered single use or reusable. And that's all by how many mils of thickness. So, for example, there are certain cities like New York City that has a plastic bag ban, but you can buy them. That's not a ban. That's a tax. That's a purchase. That's an item. Right. Is it they want you to buy thicker ones so the you'll use them again or well like when i was in italy and unfortunately my language skills were lacking and i couldn't figure out why the nice lady who helped me would not give me a bag a lot of places have a 10 like a button for 10 cents and you just click how many bags they do that because as i'm reading anywhere between 70 and 90 percent drop if you charge for a bag well yeah nobody wants to pay for just a piece of plastic (laughs) oh well but that tells you 
like a little bit about humanity. We're not worried about it unless there's a financial risk to it. If right. there isn't, we'll take, you know, they're putting two, you, you buy a pop and they get two bags in there and you can put one pop in there or, and if, for those of you in other regions, soda, but we, we overuse the heck out of them. Did we really need them? Probably not. Cause for oh. 10 cents, you wouldn't take them. It drives me nuts when they bag my milk. There's yeah. already a handle on it. I don't it actually, need it bagged. It actually <laughs> makes it harder to carry. It does. And then it, and, and I have had grocery sacks break with milk in it. And then the milk breaks on the cement. And then it's, then I have to go buy more milk. And that makes me angry. That's a do over right yeah. there. I don't do yeah. do overs. Well, and I know my dad jokes get old because you're with me a lot. But if I'm in line and someone says, would you like a bag for your potatoes? My answer is no, it came with a bag. Yeah, Would you like time. a bag for your oranges? No, it came with a bag. And after a while, they just quit asking because things came <laughs> with a bag. Right. I only need a bag for things I can't carry. We have a lot of reusables, so it doesn't matter if we do go, which we haven't in so long. COVID has we made haven't. us a delivery family. Which, before I go too far, yes, they come in an, an exceptionally large amount of bags, but we use them. So between Dabble and Home, we use them as trash can liners and other items. So we and do you use them when you do your um, your uh, Eat in the Streets sales. Use them for bags for people to take their items they've purchased from Dabble, like their yeah. items. Yeah, anybody who gets anything from Dabble is just getting a grocery bag that brought my groceries. That's just just how it is it's the extras and we use so many here i've still never bought a box of bags so as a in a in a sense a retail if you will but in a sense of a business that's a good thing we've never had to buy bags for people to carry things out in that's because of grocery bags but still anyways what i found is most places that say they have a ban they don't they have a charge Mm, and i don't really get that it's not a ban the word has a purpose, and that word isn't to monetize, you know, something. <laughs> it is, I, I don't know. So maybe that's just weird to me, but there's like certain, like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a ban, but the state does not. But I do, I mean, it is curtailing, is that the word I'm looking for? It's it's driving people away from purchasing the bags more. So, I mean, it is helpful. It is silly that it has to be a monetary purpose that does it but i mean yeah. how, mu- how much how much are we talking as far as like is it significant that like a significant amount that people aren't using them yeah depending on the state if you're talking about just charging in cities i've seen stats from anywhere from 70 to 90 percent drop if you make it yeah. sense so while they're still charging out of greed at least it's still doing some good you know <laughs> Well, and some are doing it to curtail it, mm-hmm. but retailers pick up on it and go, hey, wait a minute. You mean I don't have to buy bags in as big a bulk and I can actually recover my cost plus some because a bag right. is not 10 cents. Right. Uh, it is not even remotely close to 10 cents. So they're profiting off the bags. And again, doing the right things for the wrong reasons still gets you the right result. But they're going to jump on that bandwagon. When enough right. people are doing it, they're going to jump in. Walmart is only doing it within the states that have those rules. Oh, that's interesting. Which is weird because when I look at sustainability, I mean, you, everybody who's been listening for years and years hears me all the time saying, if you're doing it right, right, it saves you money. 
Right. It, it's got to be cheaper for those stores, those Walmart stores that are using less bags and recovering their cost plus some. Right. But they probably fear that people will be like, oh, Walmart charges for bags. We're going to what, Target Aldi's? or, you know, yeah, or Aldi's. Let's go to Aldi's. <laughs> they, already they already charge for bags. They were the but, No, but Aldi's gives you free boxes. So they charge for bags, but they give you their free boxes to tote your groceries home in. I really feel like Walmart probably has a significant amount of boxes. No, oh, yeah, I'm sure. That Absolutely. they could give away. Well, their stuff normally comes in pallets of boxes and boxes and boxes. <laughs> right. And that's what that's what Aldi's does. Instead of having a trash can in the back full of boxes, they take that same box, throw it out front. People grab them as quickly as they're emptying them. Right. So they're saving on one garbage space because you don't need as big as of a dumpster or as many dumpsters. They're saving on, you know, getting the getting the box out of the store nobody really has to do that they just throw them up front and people take them out for them and i think and if i remember correctly and i ugh, i can't it might have been save a lot when i was in my 20s the first time i ever went there i was so confused <laughs> but they didn't i don't believe they had bags at all back then i but i can't remember again if it was aldi's or save a lot but they didn't have bags at all. That wasn't an option to purchase your bags. It wasn't until, you know, a couple of years ago that I went to Aldi's and I was like, oh, now you can purchase bags. So I'm sure people, enough people complained that they're like, okay, well, if you need bags here, pay two bucks for them. <laughs> Cause well, not makes, well, and it makes me wonder, like, are the people who are paying for the bags, the people who have bought so many in the, and maybe forgot to bring something and was like, yeah, this time I have to. Or is it the person who's just hell-bent? I'm going to take a bag no matter what because that's what we're always going to do and we've always done it. I'm getting a bag. I do I do feel like with those, it was more people were just hell-bent on it. But I don't know. That's, yeah, that's just kind of... age out. Yeah, that's just kind of what I picked up from there because they, they used to not. They used to just have boxes. And then my 20-something-year-old self was like what do i do where do i put my groceries <laughs> the first time i just threw them all like i just took the card out and threw them all in my car and let everything roll all over the place exactly what i did uh the first yep. time i went to aldi's no one prepped me for the whole concept and yeah. <laughs> i was just it was like i was there for the experience in a sense and you right. know you pull the card up and there's already another cart and they just throw they scan the item and put it in the next cart yeah yes and I was just kind of in awe watching this process, thinking, you know, it'd be way easier if you just put those in the bag. <laughs> and then, of course, I'm looking around like I don't see a bag. Why is there a massive pile of boxes? Right. And I didn't even notice the people actually getting the boxes and reorganizing their groceries on the table at the end. Right. I was just so disoriented and confused and a little embarrassed because I don't know what I'm doing. But I paid for the food and took the cart outside. <laughs> with all the loose items and just popped the trunk and threw them in there like a scavenger hunt of some kind and little right. like cans of soup are rolling around and yeah it's exactly like, what i did hoping the eggs and bread survive yeah well no those those ones went in the front seat like they were oh, my okay. passenger right <laughs> eggs yeah so I, I did the exact same thing i feel like there should be a sign that prepares people for a different experience but sustainability wise 
as I started to learn more things, I like those places. I like how they function because they're using less and less. Yeah. And we're proving we don't need them. I I prefer going to those places. Like when I go, the rare occasion I go to the grocery store, which is usually for camping. That's where I go. I, I have a disdain towards grocery stores. Yeah, that's that's not strong enough. But <laughs> if, if she goes to a grocery store, doesn't order online and have it brought to the vehicle, I just prepare a credit card, you know, because bail, just in case. <laughs> uh, it's it, I do a lot of the shopping. The amount of stress and anger that flows through me when I'm grocery shopping is second to none, really. <laughs> Well, and the only place that's ever happened to me is Costco. I went to Costco mm. one time. That's a whole new level of, I haven't even tried it. Like, there's no flow. There's no, like, people should move in this direction. It's designed like a jigsaw puzzle, and no one has direction. It's just a mm-hmm. mad dash for 400 cupcakes in a package. It's I, it's not a place for me. On top of, the, on top of the, the fact that it's, like, massive amounts of items in small individual packages oh so the i mean yes you can get a big big bag of rice and stuff like that but a lot of the stuff they have is like the small packages but like 40 of them in a box so not only is my brain doing my brain things but now there's people flying around me in all directions trying to get a a a small sliver of a free hot pocket okay so they could eat it this is literally giving me anxiety just listening (laughs) to you explain it (laughs) okay we better move on anyways but so as i was researching it was really weird because what it does tell us is that we don't need the bags we don't need as many bags we don't need nearly as many bags because 10 cents will stop you from taking a bag yeah well and it's funny because even at like I, I will go to the dollar store and I'm fine at the dollar store for a couple things. But if I like go to the dollar store and they have the little roundabout thing or whatever, they throw the you know couple items in, I just reach in the bag and pull them back out and take it, you know, cause it's three or four items. I'm not going for a ton of stuff. And they look at me like I'm nuts. I'm just like, did I miss anything? You know, they're well, like, this, Oh no. It's changing that culture. It's changing that whole concept. They feel like if you bought, a plastic toothbrush that's packaged in a plastic package, it should go in a plastic bag before you go home. And to me, that's just one more thing I have to take care of. Like the less that comes into the house, the happier I am. (laughs) Right. But anyways, when I'm looking by state by state, I very few are like Hawaii. Hawaii was pretty cut and dry. Like they would look at you like, we don't have those. It's just not a thing. Right. But most of the states are either county by county, city by city. Or they are like San Francisco it has a complete plastic but reuse. I'm sorry, a complete single use plastic ban. And okay, but not all of California. Okay, Mo- most have a have a charge. But I'm really surprised. I think Target is now talking about adding the charge for the plastic bags. I'm really surprised that stores aren't catching on to that quicker. Yeah, like I think I think once one of them jumps, the rest of them will that that's my guess because that's usually that's you nobody wants to be the first because everyone's gonna throw fit about it well i'm not going there now you know but once one of them takes that then the rest will dive in with them right and that's i kind of hope that's the case i mean granted it it it, it's unfortunate when you forget to bring something and you're like "Mm, i can't carry all of these (laughs) then you're gonna have to get one 
but it helps you. It, here, I mean, honestly, we could keep that same bag in our trunk. Right. Or just oh, we're not. You have the big, um, the large amount of uh, reusable grocery mm-hmm. sacks that you were using for actually right up until COVID and then they banned them during yeah, COVID. Yeah, they stopped me from, they wouldn't let me use them anymore, but I kept them in the trunk. So they were there. And there was, yeah. I think, two or three times where I'm like, forgot them out in the car and actually left my cart with the greeter to go out and get the bags and come back in and then get in line to help kind of fix that forgetting. Same thing with the nets. I have those nets for produce because mm-hmm. I I really don't like using the bags. And I also put that in when we use the delivery service is that uh, I try to put in there to not use those. So far, it's kind of a mixed bag. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Yes, add another dad joke in there. Right, you're just killing it tonight. I'm killing it. <laughs> but that is uh, one of the things that we can do, obviously. But it's it's interesting. I think it's all going to move in that direction. I think we're going to see more and more. It's kind of like restaurants and plastic straws. It would save them money in the long run to have aluminum. Mm, yeah, I hate the and paper ones. Can we like? I think collectively as a whole, most people hate the paper ones. Well, in the embodied energy, it's really not that much of an advantage. All you're getting is biodegradability. Well, yeah, they biodegrade in your mouth. And reduce function. (laughs) It's awful. You'd rather just Mm. sip from a cup like a normal human being. (laughs) Yeah, or just drink from a cup. I mean, uh, how many times have you seen when they come to the table, if I forget to say no straw, which I, I do all the time, I just slide it back to the edge. In, yeah. And they usually pick them back up if if they know it hasn't been touched really, it hasn't been used much. Usually, if, if I slide it to the edge immediately, they just pick it back up. I have had a few places push it back to me as if it maybe moved on its own away from me and <laughs> left my arm's reach or something as if I didn't push it away. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but I They're can. like, no, really, use your straw. <laughs> and if I drink from the cup, I drink less of whatever I have. Yeah. So it's kind of a win-win to not use them, but same thing with businesses. Although the initial would have some cost to it, it's no different than forks and spoons and knives. So these restaurants that say we can't do that because, you know, people are going to run off with the straw. Well, they used to run off with the knives too, but you still have more knives. Yeah. I know that because I have family members who still have Ponderosa (laughs) knives. Yeah, I was just I thinking that. <laughs> I won't call them out, but I'm but I'm gonna say I know sometimes the silverware has left the building. <laughs> but the same thing would happen with uh, once everybody has the straws. We have a ton of aluminum straws. Like they would just no longer have to buy straws. Bags are gonna be they're gonna drop between seventy and ninety percent. That is a lot less. Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> You know, so anyways, that was just one of those things that kind of fell in front of me and I wanted to chat about because to me, it was kind of amazing. First of all, that we dropped that much. I really felt for 10 cents, it was going to be maybe a 30% uh, decrease, but 70 to 90% is a ton. Yeah, it's significant for sure. That's that's good though. Yeah. Again, it, it tells us we didn't actually need them because if we needed them, it would have dropped 20 or 30%. Mm-hmm. People would have jammed extra ones into bags and the usual games that you do with your reusables. But And before we move on, I wanted to say I was going through the sites, looking at stats and things, and ran into a, a website called Bag the Ban. And this website is dedicated to stopping 
the bands on bags. Bag the band. Okay. Oh, and it's it's really. It's I thought unique. it was a play on band or like yeah. I thought it was going to be backwards from what it was. Oh no, no. This is here. I'll go to their learn the facts. Plastic bags are the most environmentally friendly option at checkout. Find out the surprising green truth yourself by clicking this link. Of course, the very first thing or one of the big things on here is it's jobs, manufacturing jobs. I don't know why we would care about the environment. It's financially stable for a, a plant somewhere. Oh, recycling. Another manufacturer somewhere else manufacturing something else. Like, I don't understand <laughs> the, oh, they're going to take all our jobs. Like, how many people do you know work in a plastic bag factory? I personally know zero. <laughs> yeah, because they're not made in the United States. Right. Okay. Thank you. That's what I'm like. I don't no. even think I've ever heard of a plastic bag factory. No, most of them are made in Asia. Oh, okay. And then they get put on a big boat and then they go across the ocean and use more right. resources to get them to us. But that's a whole different conversation. Here's a good one. Be mindful with your reusable canvas and non-woven bags without frequent washing and the appropriate storage. Reusable bags can harbor dangerous bacteria. Yeah, so be clean. Yeah, just clean them. Hey, don't be gross. It's, but anyways, that's it's not hard. They, <laughs> I mean, they, their tweet—they've been tweeting all the way up until the last three hours here. They're very active on letting us know how um, wow. wonderful plastic bags are. I just—it's—I uh, couldn't read these without giggling. So what a what a hill to put your flag on, man! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> of all the things. Well, and hang the on, plastic let me, bags. The, let me go back. There's a thing in here. Uh, the email, if you'd <laughs> like to contact them, is arpba at plasticindustry.org. Oh, that's their job. <laughs> yeah, at least, at least change the email so we know right. that you're not. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> enjoy your lobbying. So anyways, that I just was thought a, it was some random person like sitting in their couch. <laughs> like, we need right. plastic bags. Bring the plastic bags. From Hawaii, super mad because he had to carry his milk without it falling down on the concrete. Right. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Speaking of people in their in life finding things that disrupt them, recently I saw, actually what I saw was a TikTok of a TikTok. <laughs> I didn't actually see the original TikTok. Isn't it funny to hear me say TikTok? Yeah. A young lady, and I know you're gonna you you're ready. I can see it in your your eyes. Oh yeah. <laughs> who was very distraught over having her nine to five job? She's completed college. She's 20 years old, and she's just starting into the workforce for her nine to five job. But what she was saying was is that it's not nine to five. She's crying. She's upset. Many people were very rude to her. Some were very supportive in the comments. But what she was saying was is that she has to get to the train by 7 30 to get to work by nine and just oh. you know she doesn't get home until you know after seven or whatever i think it was 7 seven thirty again and by the time she's home she's too tired to work out or go do anything she barely even wants to make food so then she starts eating out more because it saves time and all she wants to do is eat and go to sleep and then get up and do it again and what she's saying is is that's not life right that's that isn't living that's that is a long commute. Yeah. And it got me thinking. I was raised to not have a life. I was raised <laughs> as, you know, as a male to manage and work 
and if you were the hardest worker in the room, you were the worst. You you tied yourself worth to what you do. And for generation after generation, this is taught. This is a learned trait. We've been, mm-hmm. I'm starting to look at it as well, maybe we've been tricked. But Oh, absolutely, yeah. People are working all of their life in those prime hours. So as I'm watching this video, I'm thinking, I'm not sure she's wrong. Right. And everyone probably attacked her like, oh, you're lazy. You're this, you're that. I could see how that would be attacking. They probably took a portion of it and just destroyed her. This is probably well, what happened, which probably didn't help her mental state after that anymore. But probably not. But and you're <laughs> right. It's the Internet. I mean, it could be saving a kitten right. and someone's going to have something very bad to say. Yeah. Uh, and it was. It was a lot of people suck it up. This is life. Get over it. But that's funny because it doesn't have to be. Well, life's what you make it. And I think with with you and my's relationship, because I also used to put all of my value into, and not to say that I don't put any value into it, but I used to put all of my value into. Well, I you work for your brother. Be, yeah, I know. I Clay, I work so hard. I'm the hardest. No, I I have a shirt that says I'm the hardest worker in the office. <laughs> I'm also the only worker in the office. <laughs> no, I mean, I I wouldn't just go to work. I would go to work and I would do way above and way beyond my job title in my pay scale. And like I got very used because of that, especially when I was in my late teens, young 20s, I was constantly doing stuff that was the manager's job or even the district manager's job. And it took me a long time to learn to, and I know people hate this, but like know my place and work my wage. I know that is like a big people hate people saying that, but it was true. I was, I was trying to do you know, the high, the higher up people's jobs to look good, work harder, get noticed. And it never did. It, like I didn't, I just ended up being very used. So I could see where she would be very distraught about that. And that, that commute, man, I don't commute ever over 30 minutes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, and mine's nearly an hour when I, if, if, when I commute, I do, I work very hard to not commute, but most of mine can be done locally. It's right. a free block walk to dabble. But that's one of the things I look back and there might've been a reason in the past to have dedication to a position because there used to be a point in which if you did something long enough, the company would guarantee your retirement. Yeah. Now, be a flush retirement usually no but you'd survive and unfortunately that's a watermark in many in many ways but you at least had something from it yeah. and that changed with 401ks 
that changed with how businesses operate, how they would go out of business, change their name and come back as the same business, but then purge all the retirement debt. That was a, a different way before. And what we're seeing is, is as much as everybody wants to make fun of a 20 year old who is distraught and crying, they've only seen the businesses who show them no uh, loyalty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we work, we work in an at will state. They literally worked to change laws within the state that they, no one has to have an excuse to fire you. It yeah. doesn't have to be a reason. Yeah. yeah be- there doesn't have to be a reason at all. They could just, Hey, we don't need you anymore. See you later. Mm-hmm. Or I don't like the color of your shirt. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> well, quite literally they could actually discriminate based on any yeah. protected field and just say it's an at will state. We're releasing you. Yeah. Which is also no, that's not good either. I think the thing that we've learned is we have to depend on unions. People who are not within a union have to also depend on unions to change how work is done. Our weekends off is a union negotiation. Mm-hmm. And it, Popped into my head because in the automaker or the auto workers strike, one of the things they were fighting for, I don't think they got, but they fought for was a 32 hour, four day work week, Mm -hmm. which means that people are starting to see that there's value in time off. Plus there's studies out there for companies who did go to a four day work week and that they're more productive. I could definitely see that. Yeah. I, well, I, I just, when we have three-day weekends, I feel like I get a lot more done because I do feel more of the pressure like, oh, I have this list of things I have to get done. And if I have five days to do it, like I might mosey through it. If I have four days to do it, I'm going to panic and put a little pep in my step to get it done. <laughs> and there were studies and different, I don't, I don't have any of them readily available, but I know that there was some that said that in a 40-hour work week, an individual will waste between eight and 10 hours throughout that work week, lollygagging, daydreaming, wandering off, additional extra bathroom breaks that they wouldn't take on a four-day work week because they know I can get this done in this amount of time and I get three days off. Yeah. And I think that, again, how we're talking about the plastic bag thing slowly moving, unfortunately, the reason why this is so slow to move is the comments underneath the video. There's yeah. far too many people with with a lack of empathy who have been sold the the bad bill of goods that you must destroy your body, destroy your mind, and work all of the productive period for someone else to be considered a good person. Right. Which is which is wild to me. I mean, I I do understand Yes, they we receive money from them, but they are paying us for our hours. What are our what is my time worth? Basic mm-hmm. basically is how I look at it. Now, again, I work for my brother. My brother is a great employer. He is always looking out for his employees. He's always looking for ways to improve, you know, where we work and our rewards for doing good jobs and he's always been great with that but places i've worked in the past they don't like if you can't be there they they i'll give you a good example i quit a job because they would not give me the day off for my mother's wedding 
Yeah, and then they're shocked when no one show when you don't show up, and they go, "Well, I guess people just don't want to work." Right. And well, and they, I, I said, "Here's the deal: I'm going to my mother's wedding. I'm not missing my mom's wedding. (laughs) I would like to tell you so you have someone present that would help the other staff. You know, that would give them backup. They just didn't care. They're like, "Nope, be here. Don't work here." And I said, "Okay, I'll get my paycheck on Friday. (laughs) Like, see you later." Well, because for so many years, that worked. Yeah. Either be here or or you're fired worked. You're fired as a threat was right. very, very scary, very strong. And it's just doesn't hold the weight it used to be. Well, and, and I, well sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I, I will say, I genuinely can say I was one of the harder workers at that place. And when they fired me for that, other very hard workers left within the next couple months you know they it it showed the company showed themselves to the workers and the workers were like that's not okay so we don't want to be treated like that in the future so they quickly found other places to work luckily i had i was working two jobs at the time so i had a backup so it wasn't a big deal but other people got searching for jobs pretty quick when they realized that well and it used to also be that if you stayed in one place there was reasonable advancements there was reasonable raises i know one of the places i worked not uh, horribly long ago you could go three four years no raise no conversation not even a hey you're doing great oh, where yeah. in the past it was expected to be reviewed every year based on your performance there was a percentage hike and you just did that on a regular basis they don't even do that anymore Oh, wow. So, so a lot of times in order for you to get your wage or get market average or something, you have to leave that company. When I worked at one at the first engineering firm, we had a guy who was there. Then he left to get a different job and get an increase. And I swear he only did it to get a raise at our place because he was back four months later with another increase. And he did oh. that several times while I worked there. That's smart. <laughs> it's each other awful, though, that you had to do that. Like, that's a life adjustment every couple months. But mm-hmm. but that's in order to get the value nowadays, you almost have to leave Kill to that. get that value. So one of the things I've started doing is me and my mental gymnastics, as my mom calls it. And what I teach younger generations here at Dabble is that we stop using the term money and start calling it a resource. Because a lot of things are resources, things you own are resources. And I was talking to one of the individuals here at Dabble about that. And I said, if you do an interview, you're interviewing the company. They are not interviewing you. Have your questions ready to be able to ask them to see if this is a place where you would like to work. And he kind of looked at me very confused. And I said, here, it's because of this. They are spending money. They can get money all the time. You are spending time which is finite and non-replaceable yes absolutely so them trading something they can get easily for something that no one can get back should be an appropriate amount mm-hmm. and make sure that when you walk into those rooms and have those conversations that they maybe you don't go in arrogant and tell them i'm interviewing you but you get definitely can give the feeling that you are finding out if you want to work here yeah. Yeah. Because so, I mean, unfortunately, some places you're just a warm body, you know, and then there's other places that there, there's places that treat you like you're just a warm body. And there's places that treat you like you are 
a good add to the company. And you don't want to accidentally, no matter what they're paying, you fall into a place that treats you like a warm body. You want to work at a place that values you and values what you bring to the table and will grow with you as you grow and vice versa. You can grow with them as they grow. It's it is pretty mind blowing some of the companies that are stuck in this old do what I say mindset and um, doesn't take things like personal time, family time, all those things into account. And it, I think it's in, insanely important to keep those things in mind. I'll say it a million times. I left a very a place where I made good money in in my in my terms of good money. <laughs> A place that I made good money, I quit there because I was treated like a warm body. And I took a very large pay cut to go to where I'm at now. However, because where I'm at now appreciates their employees and shows them that they appreciate them, I have slowly, I've worked, well, not even slowly, I've quickly worked my way back up to that pay you know, and the more they, the more they showed that they were willing to reward me and granted, yes, my brother is one of my bosses, but you know, I, I do have more than one boss. It's a partnership. So they all have to agree on these things, but the more that they showed they were rewarding, the harder I worked for them. And the more I brought to the table and vice versa, the harder that I worked for them, the more they brought to the table. And it was a, is the word symbiotic symbiotic relationship where you grow together mm-hmm. and that is one of the best feelings because where i worked before i was constantly stressed i was sick and you can attest for this i was sick all the time when i worked there and i genuinely believe it was the stress you know so therefore i'm going to the doctor more i was spending more money on the doctor i was and granted, I still have allergies. I'm still sound ridiculous all the time, but I'm not sick, sick. I don't get sick eight, nine, 10 times a year anymore. I'll maybe get sick once, maybe twice. And it has so much to do with that stress. And honestly, I saved money just not going to the doctor all the time. Yeah. So, because what this young lady is talking about is exactly what happens to a lot of adults. This is a person who has always been active at the gym, has no energy to go to the gym, mm-hmm. always make her own meals, probably probably a pretty healthy person up until employment. So now you're going to have maybe packed lunches. If not, you eat fast food more often and it, it creates this negative feedback loop. You don't feel good after eating fast food. It doesn't give you energy. They're empty calories. Yeah. And so then I'll you're even it. more tired. Hmm. There's no nutrition in it. Yeah. And you create this negative feedback loop. The difference is she said it. Right. (laughs) She said it out loud to the public. And I don't, I don't think she's wrong. I think that as a, as, as people in humanity, we have to start acknowledging the realism of things and not take the sales pitch so darn close to our heart Mm -hmm. and start acting accordingly. Now I work all the time. I work today. I started at 7 a.m. It's 8 o'clock and we're recording. It's going to be another long day, but it's all, it's not always one job. There's other things I do. I work with kids in stemnetics. I have dabble 
we have the show, you know, there's answering questions, there's people for sustainability kind of factors and discussions, there's edible landscapes, there's all kinds of different things that kind of attribute to that. But as you know, I'm already slimming. I'm already removing things. I'm already starting to see the value of downtime because you can't even relax on that on the weekend. My no, because job, your wife gives you a list a thousand miles long and says, dude, I need help. <laughs> well, it's not even that. So let's take that out. Of, let's take all, let's take that out of the equation. Cause honestly, that doesn't happen very much. I appreciate her saying that, but it's mostly me. But <laughs> if Friday you come home late, there's not, it's part of that work cycle so that you don't really want to do anything. And if you do, you're kind of exhausted while you're doing it. Then Saturday rolls around and let's pretend like you don't have a million things lined up with kids going places and friends wanting to meet or whatever it happens to be. Or if you're a dabble and we have events here, let's pretend like it's an open weekend. Friday is just like wind down. You stay up a little late. You try to sleep in Saturday. You're trying to do the things you feel like you need to do. There's all these parent things, adult things that you're running around trying to do to the point where you're watching the clock late Saturday. And this is already like, oh, tomorrow, Sunday, (laughs) tomorrow, Sunday. And if you work where I work, reports and things are due Monday morning, which means there's no time to get up, drive an hour and be ready, which in in turn means that. The last three hours of my Sunday are starting my Monday. Mm-hmm. So you're always looking that my free time is almost over well, before and, you've enjoyed it. And to add on to that, so what the the girl on this, I, I don't, I never saw it, but I saw like a snippet of someone making fun of her or whatever. But to add on to that, Sunday, you worked your last three hours. Most people on Sunday or a lot of people on Sundays meal prep for the whole week because they Mm -hmm. don't get home until seven o'clock at night. So let's say, you know, let's say you were a single person, you then couldn't meal prep. So now your three hours on a Sunday has now taken. Now you're buying your lunches because you didn't meal prep for your lunches. And then you're getting home from work and you're throwing dino nuggies and french fries in the oven instead of having chicken and vegetables or yeah exactly so yeah it's i absolutely agree it it can create such a negative feedback loop on top of it if this girl isn't getting home till seven o'clock so she needs to go grocery shopping so one night a week she goes and spends an hour at the grocery store now she's not home till eight if she's lucky because grocery stores suck and take forever to go through. <laughs> but, you know, the, yeah, there's you, no life. You only, you only have seven days in a week. So if you grocery shop this day, then you have to pick each day a new thing that you can only spend an hour on for you to get a decent amount of sleep and maybe wind down for a hour or two. You know, that's that sounds miserable. I don't envy yeah. that. I mean, the whole productive part of a day is gone. Yeah. And absolutely. and when you do have a day, you're too tired to use it. Yeah. I do think, though, she does need to move closer to her. Get a job closer or move closer to her work. <laughs> now, if I remember correctly, uh, she lives in a large city. Uh, yes. So getting from place to place 
with so many people is very challenging. Yeah, I'm super spoiled. I got like a 15 minute drive to work. <laughs> it is. I like my spoiled when I get it the way I want it. I sometimes I can walk to work here at Dabble and be three blocks away. I get a nice little walk. I'm I'm right down the road and it's you know easy to get back. I always forget that I don't have my car when I leave and go, oh yeah, I gotta walk home. But, or I, I pull in the driveway and go, why is he home so early? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if it's up to me, that's a premium. Remote is premium for me. Mm -hmm. I can do my job remote. I can build yeah. relationships and remote. Maybe it's because I do a show and build relationships, but I can even with engineers. There's a I lot know. of companies right now, <laughs> mostly old, large companies, but even like Tesla, for example, they don't do remote. They want everybody in the building. Let me teach everybody something really fun about sustainability. These companies who say they can't meet their sustainability goals for reduced emissions, if they didn't bring every person into the building and force them in when they could work remote, they could count the emissions from every driver that is not driving into work every day. They can count that towards their sustainability goals, but ego because hybrid works too. come in one day a week, two days a week. So you have what you consider to be a bonding situation. Here's the deal. All it's going to be is people talking over by the uh, water cooler and not working. They can still talk like you and I are right now, right through video conferencing. They can still make friends. They can still bond within the team. It's ego. It's control. Corporations who want someone there. I don't know if they're just lonely or they feel like they have to make sure that they, they, you're doing what they want you to do every single minute, but it's, it's less productive. It's not cost effective and it's actually hurting their sustainability goals when that's low hanging fruit and an easy one to hit. Right. Right. I, I will say there are some people that, uh, and I am one of these people. I have a very hard time staying on task when I am at home. Mm -hmm. I have to like really beat it into myself. So I personally do prefer to go to the office or go somewhere like you, mm -hmm. you go to dabble and that helps mm -hmm. you separate work from home. You go to dabble because you couldn't, if you, when you were working at home, you couldn't quit working. You kept working through the night. Me, I, I would have to go somewhere just to not be near my dishes and my floors that need vacuumed and that sort of thing. I did do it during, you know, during shutdown and, you know, I did fine at it. I struggled mentally with it, I guess was my, mm -hmm. you know, I got, I got the job done. I just mentally sat there and stared at all of the things that needed to be done in the house. So I do understand some people do need that, do need to at least change their atmosphere you know, maybe not go to work, but go to a coffee shop or go to, you know, a, a business like Dabble that offers free Wi-Fi or, you know, stuff like that. Well, it's so, like yeah. Durand. We've worked out a deal to have free Wi-Fi downtown. So hopefully next summer it will all be installed and the whole downtown space is uh, is a place to work where someone who doesn't want to be in the house can walk downtown, sit in a rocking chair. And work or go sit at a picnic table and work stop and get a coffee it will help the downtown space you'll be outside and enjoying life a little more any place is better than a cubicle mm -hmm. today yeah. i sat in a half size cubicle in the case anybody doesn't remember i'm not a half size person 
am a full-size person in a half-size cubicle that I shared with a pillar that holds up the ceiling. <laughs> at, at a desk where my computer, issued by my company, does not connect to the additional monitor on the table, with the only place to plug my laptop in is on the floor. So my 47-year-old rear climbing around on the floor with my cell phone light to plug in my laptop. If I'm at Dabble, and if anybody ever sees this video, I have a lab. I have two large screen monitors that hook to my laptop. If we're just talking my normal work stuff, I have a 48-inch TV in here that I can throw things on. I've got everything I've ever needed at my fingertips and functioning. I don't even have to crawl around on the floor. All my plugs are at human level. Yeah, and you, when you, when you are... You okay stutter when you are in your office you can um like your personal setup office at dabble you can work so much quicker if you come home and work on like sitting at the table or at the couch or whatever you are you're like a lost puppy dog mm -hmm. like it's almost like your muscle memory in that space just works and flows so much more smoothly like, and i've seen it where you've been home at the kitchen table and you're just ah, where's all my stuff <laughs> so when you have to pack up your stuff i can see where you're just at a loss for life <laughs> like confused all get out can't find plugs that would be so frustrating you know i know i've trailed off a little bit but when we start talking about employment we really should be worried about us Sustainability mm -hmm. means that we're living a good, happy, long life. Right. And if your job removes the ability for any of those things, there should be some question on if you should be doing it, not dealing with people mocking you. And those are, those are individuals who probably hate their jobs too. They probably are trapped in it, and the only way to accept it is to make fun of you for wanting out when they're quietly wanting out. They wish they playing scratch offs and lottery, hoping to get out of this cycle. We or, can get out of the cycle. Or they only find their value only in work. Yep. You know, I, I know people that you couldn't get to leave work and you're going, Do you hate your home life that much? <laughs> like, holy crap. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that is that's a thing. Yeah. I I have always been taught to work more than live. And it's mm -hmm. really only Really, you and Aiden. Aiden through words because he's he questions some of these things, but you because you're like, I ain't doing it, man. Look, we can go to the Grand Rapids and just hang out on a and watch the sunset. There's always some kind of an event you can go do or go see or some. I have seen and been to more places since you and I have met than I have my whole life, and I'm old. I'm nomadic. <laughs> That's very surprising that you actually got me to stay in one place. <laughs> so when I see these videos, I actually feel more bad for the people who are making fun of her. Yeah. Because at least she sees it. Yeah. And has the guts to call it out. That's mm -hmm. she. Unfortunately, she was crying during it. So people, of course, tacked her and made her feel worse about herself. But some people are just hateful. Yeah. I mean, she saw it. She lives it. She called it out and 
good for her that she's not she's not going to end up one of those grumpy miserable people who are hating everyone and have nothing better to do but sit on their laptops and or computer phones honestly is probably probably on their lunch break keyboard warriors you know <laughs> yeah making fun of someone who really would like to live right really that's that's all the stuff i really wanted to catch i think i had a third topic but this i knew this one was going to carry on a little bit and it, and it should i think that people should stop and think about what has been taught to us and what do we really want and that does feed back into sustainability too because there's a lot of things we do and a lot of things we buy that are just muscle memory because someone said we do i've told the story so many times on this show about the the multiple generations of a person family sitting in a, in a room for thanksgiving and the youngest is going to learn to cook the ham and they ask their mom, what do you do? And the mom says, cut that ham in half. And the youngest child says, why? I don't know. Grandma said, cut the ham in half. Go ask grandma. So she goes out in the living room and she grabs grandma and says, why do I got to cut the ham in half? She's like, actually, now that I think about it, it was my mom. So great grandma's outside on the porch. Go ask her. And she walks out on the porch and sits next to great-grandma and says, why do I cut the ham in half before I cook it? And great-grandma turns around and says, I never had a pan big enough for the ham. We do things sometimes because it becomes muscle memory. But I think or, it's... Or learnt, alert behavior. It's a learnt trait from watching a parent. It's a learnt trait from watching a grandparent. It's okay to respectfully question. It's okay to realize that you need something else. And it doesn't matter if someone makes fun of it. It doesn't matter if they call you names. These people are primarily disappointed in themselves. When someone does that to you, show the correct amount of sympathy to them and then go back to improving your life. Same thing with sustainability. When we do the right things, good things happen. You save money, you save resources. You don't have to do these other jobs. You feel better. You put yourself in a better situation. You're healthier. You're mentally healthier because you're happier. All of these things are one. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up because I know every morning there's someone who doesn't want to go do what they're going to get ready to go do. And sometimes there's options. Yeah, there's there's always options. And people like this young lady, who at this point I will consider brave just because it was a public conversation, knowing that you're going to get skewered. But I don't think she's wrong. And you guys can send me messages and tell me what you think, but I don't. I don't think she's wrong. I think she might be a lot smarter than me because she picked up on it at 20. I had to wait until I was gray. I'm literally changing colors like a tree <laughs> over here. Anyways. That's all we had this week. I see you like that. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all we had for this week. I really appreciate you listening. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or a family member or just someone you think who would like this episode. If you really want to help realistic sustainability, click a like, leave a comment, follow us. Those are the things that tell the algorithm that someone cares to listen. And, and maybe, just maybe, we'll get ranked in more places than hungry. In case anybody's wondering, we are very popular and hungry. So thank you all very, very much for listening. And remember, we're just trying to get a little bit better each day. Little bit, little bit, big bit. I'm Mike. I'm Jameson. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.